Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Dub Nation, it's Brandon Wojemski, and you're listening to The Morning Roast with Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Pods? Uh, I got some bad news for you, though, Pods. It's not Bonte and Shasky on The Morning Roast this morning. It's uh, Sam Lubman and F.P. Santandro, the uh, the backups here on The Morning Roast this morning, on this fine Wednesday morning. Uh, Bonte and Shasky are out today. Bonte will be back tomorrow, though, so don't worry. You only got one day of dealing with me in the A-chair here. Dude, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Joe. And we don't, you know, it, it's just, we're thinking about it. We and are. And we that's are. that's all I want to say. We'll keep we're thinking it, about yeah. it. And we'll keep it at that there. So, uh, before the break, uh, FP, uh, I, I threw out the question there, is it better just for the Niners to run this back? Uh, and then our program director slash board op came uh, into the studio, and uh, he, he, he kind of expanded on that in terms of just, let's take a step back and kind of look at all three of the Bay Area teams right now. Niners, Warriors, Giants, in terms of just... Which team feels like they're they're the closest to getting back to that championship level? Now, obviously, the Niners are feeling pretty close right now. They just got to the Super Bowl. Uh, Warriors, they might have captured a little bit of magic here uh, in these last few weeks. Joe Lacob, uh, he was on the TK Show podcast uh, last week. He said as much. Um, and then the Giants, FP, I said before the show that I think there is a, a potential window or a potential uh, a pathway for the Giants to uh, be a sneaky contender this year. Um, so I'm kind of curious. I want to take that step back there and just look at all these teams. Which team is feeling like they're the closest to to coming through on championship expectations? Um, and we'll start with the Niners here first because uh, you and I are kind of both in the same window and the same uh, same same belief in that. Let's let's see the Warriors. Well, not the Warriors. The Niners run it back with this group because again they 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 got to the Super Bowl and really. When they, when they fell short, we were talking about how they just, you, you run into the buzzsaw that is Patrick Mahomes. And I kind of have a... When I look at the war, at the Niners and the reason for, for running it back with this whole group is people say that Kyle Shanahan has a big game problem. He can't win that big game. Um, I know I've been very harsh on Kyle Shanahan and his ability to get the Niners to that final level and win a Super Bowl. Is it fair to say the Niners, they don't have a big game problem? They don't have a getting ready for the Super Bowl problem? They have a Patrick Mahomes problem, which I think is a pretty fair problem to have because he's, you know, really, really good. Kind of the same way that Peyton Manning had a Tom Brady problem for the longest time or the entire AFC had a Tom Brady problem for the longest time. I kind of worry, is the number one reason to run things back for the Niners simply the fact that all you got to do is hope that it's not Patrick Mahomes on the other sideline when you get to the Super Bowl? No, you have to, you have to build your team to beat him. 
and to be so no matter what, just like be ready to face him just in case. Your 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 lineup and the way you construct it, your roster, I should say more correctly, in the way you construct it, is it it you have to be obsessed with beating him and the Chiefs mm-hmm. because that'll take care of everybody else. Yeah, because they're the dynasty right now. They're the one that you have to go up against. They're the toughest guy in the yard right and now. And I and I you know I believe in you know controlling what you can control. You got to take one game at a time and all the cliches. And it's hard to win one week in the NFL versus win a Super Bowl. But you you have to you have to see that as a big time roadblock for you to get to where you want to go. I don't think the Niners have a big game problem. I think it takes huge balls to be able to get to the to the to the to the top game to the Super Bowl to the World Series um, to the NBA Finals and 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 keep putting yourself out there and exposing yourself on the biggest stage. It's so hard to climb the top of the mountain to get to the top yeah. of the mountain and you don't plant the flag and then go all the way back to the to, to base camp, to the bottom, and then do it again. All the work, all the emotional energy that you spent, all the physical energy that you spent to get to the Super Bowl, dude, or get to the World Series, and you keep getting there year after year and you don't get it done. And th- to me, like, screw second place, right? Yeah. Like, screw being second. But to me, to, to put yourself out there on the biggest stage and to be that vulnerable... And then to want to do it again, man, from a sports psychology standpoint, from a mental toughness standpoint, that that's harder than 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 winning. Yeah. I mean, just like getting up again afterwards, you're right? getting up yeah. and going back there. And so now you gotta you gotta figure out a way to do it again. And that's a daunting task. Like I've had players on teams that play 162, they get to the to the playoffs and then they lose, and they're like, dude, we got to go all the way back to spring training. We got to do this all over again. We got to play 162 games. And if you're if you're Kyle Uzcheck, if you're George Kittle, if you're Brock Purdy, you just played a 17 game regular season. Mm-hmm. Then you played the playoffs. Then you got to the biggest stage, and now I got to go back to training camp and start all over again. Like, where do you dig down? To find that. And I guess the motivation is like, yeah, we want to parade, we want a ring. But then if you start to get there again, and that's where the, the that's where the sports psychology comes in. Are you the Buffalo Bills? Yeah. Are you Marv Levy? Like what like where does this thing this thing could go either way? And that's scary, dude. That's as an athlete, that's scary. So you gotta look the beast right in the eye and say, Screw it. Let's do it again. Let's put ourselves out there. Let's let's try this again. What do we need to do? Yeah, no, I I like that. I guess I for me, when you when you say it out loud, I mean, obviously, my my first question is just like, how do you even like have that conversation with yourself if you're an athlete there? Because I remember last year when the Niners lost in the NFC title game, you know, it felt like you know they they had this unfinished business aura about them throughout the entire year. I remember we went down to training camp uh, way back in August, and you know we're standing at that field outside, you know, the practice field right next to Levi Stadium, and day one of training camp, no one's wearing any pads, anything like that, but you could just see in every button all these guys' eyes. Like the way they just comported themselves, the way they walked around, they all were on that field one day, that day with the same goal, and that today's day one, the last day of the year will end in Las Vegas, and they did come through on that for for the most part, all the way up until you know the last few seconds of of the game, and the I, the the amount of just mental energy you have to expend to be that locked in for that long. Uh, I, I imagine it's got to be tough. You need to take some time away, obviously. I'm sure a lot of these guys are going to be taking lots of time away. Um, but now you have to climb up that mountain again, like as you were saying, FP. And this is coming after a Super Bowl loss. And for whatever reason, those Super Bowl loss hangovers, they just they hit really, really hard. And I am, I'm, I'm worried about an emotional letdown for the Niners next year. Um, we saw it back in 2020 where they had 
you know, I, they, they were ready to go on a revenge tour. We're going to show everyone how wrong that Super Bowl was. And that season just kind of blew up in their face. Um, and I would hate for that to happen again. I want to go to the lines really quick, but before we do that, I want to remind everyone to download the free Odyssey app and listen to 95.7 The Game wherever you go. You can watch, uh, you can catch every Warriors game live on the app, along with all the music and news uh, the Bay Area needs. Also, you can go back and listen to all the amazing interviews we have. Uh, for instance, Peter King was on with Willard and Dibs yesterday, but oh no, you missed it. Well, that's what the Odyssey app is there for. Go back, listen to Peter King, hear everything he had to say about how the 49ers will handle this uh, song and dance with Brandon Ayuk. Um, I do want to go to the phones here because we got Richie in Fremont. Uh, wants to offer his, th- his thoughts on uh, what the Niners should do. Uh, Richie, how are you doing this morning, brother? What's up, brother? Boss man made a mistake. It's Richie versus Livermore again. Hey, I ah, got Rich, a Rich really good take good. on this, guys. I got a really good take on this, guys. I don't think you choose between Ayuk and Debo. I think you get the big boy names in the front office, right? I know it's easier said than done, but you get the Kittle. You get the Trent Williams. You get the CMC. You get the Warners who make the big money and say, hey, guys, you know, as you get older, your chances definitely reduce, right? Let's get a few bucks. Let's restructure some deals. You know, these guys got incentives of, you know, X amount of tackles, catches, million dollars. Get some money out of them. You run this back. You kick some ass. You make IU happy, and you try to run it back. Because let's be real, just a chance of running back is slim to none, right? You mm-hmm. get that same team together. You pump them up. You give it a shot. I've seen the Bradys do it. I've seen Brady take a reduction, bring back Gronk, do whatever. If you guys really want to do it, you do what you can. I know it's easier said than done, but you run it back, man, and you got some unfinished business. You know, last year we lost, you know, our quarterback. This year we got we, we lost. We lost with the whole team, right? I feel like the hangover is heavy, but you got a shot of running it back and kicking some butt. They're already favored the most. So, what do you guys think? Thanks for taking my call. Definitely. Thanks for calling in there, Richie, Rich, and Livermore. Be honest, FP. I'm I'm kind of in agreement. I think it's I I think it's easy to say just to run it back, but I'm I'm in agreement there. I want him to run it back with this squad. This this team is too good, and the the absence of Dre Greenlaw worries me as well. Um, I think that's that's probably the, filling his role. I think should be the Niners' priority. I think that and keeping the entire offense together, um, because again, that I honestly feel like the big difference in that game was when Dre Greenlaw went down. Travis Kelsey, he was not doing much uh, in that Super Bowl uh, when Dre Greenlaw was on the field. Suddenly, in the second half, it was just every time, every play, Kelsey was open over the middle of fe- over the middle of the field, and when you give Mahomes his his safety valve there. It, it, it's hard to stop them. And well, the I, lesson there, Sam, is for all you kids listening on the way to school today, is if you're not getting enough touches to bump into your coach and run into him and swear at him. That's true. And then, and then you'll Break get some chairs. And yeah. then and, and then you'll get some, you know, some looks in the second half. Yeah, because if you're not playing enough in little league, just go. You know, if Matt's your coach, just go bump into him and yell at him. There you go. And then you'll play more. There you go. Because it's I, a good lesson the, for the, you guys. The, the, with how lost Oren Burks looked. In that second half on defense, it was painful to watch. You go back and rewatch it; they were picking on him every chance they got. Uh, the touchdown the Chiefs scored after the muff punt—you know—the ball goes sailing right over Burks's head. You got to feel that if Greenlaw's in that game, if he knows where to stand, he's positioning himself a little back a little bit further. Is that play looking a little bit different? It, it's certainly possible. Um, it's just—it's—I hate the fact that for the second year in a row, a. Niners loss on the big stage is, is, is marred by an injury that had a significant impact on how the game now, you know, losing a quarterback like Brock Purdy, like they did in the NFC title game. That's obviously much different than losing a guy like Drake Greenlaw, but there's also just the emotional aspect of there too. Th- FP, that- have you ever been on a team where 
a guy, I mean, yeah. in, in throughout any point in the season, suffers a, a difficult injury like that, what kind of a, an emotional ripple effect does that send throughout the rest of that clubhouse? Well, I mean, you watch the videos of Nick Bosa coming over to Fred Warner on the sidelines, and Fred's just like, when Fred was running out, he turned around, he goes, no, when he saw Dre Greenlaw go down, he throws his helmet on the ground, then he's sitting, staring down the bench. Like, the emotional part of that, to me, is 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 harder to deal with than the fact that Dre Greenlaw wasn't in the game from a covering Travis Kelsey standpoint. Like, you have a next-man-up mentality in football, and if you're good enough to play in the NFL, then, yeah, you're probably losing a little bit there, but it shouldn't be... It's about, on the biggest stage in the biggest game, you have to deal with, like, your buddy going down. And now, all of a sudden, your focus kind of shifts. You have to compartmentalize that, put it in a Tupperware, not be emotional about it, and go out and perform and win a game. That's hard. Jermaine Dye... In the 2001 playoffs with the A's, fouled the ball off his shin. Oh, I remember and he, that. And he broke his leg in the playoffs. I remember watching And we all that, just looked yeah. at each other, and we were like, okay, we're, like, we're done. Like, they, they, really? And it's more, it's, more than, it's more than just you feel bad for your bro, because stuff like that happens in sports, and you get so desensitized to it, which is really, it's, it's horrible. You're like, oh, okay, he got traded, that sucks, we move on. Oh, he blew out his knee. He's going to be out the rest of the season. Hug him, cry for a little bit, move on. But like when it's when it's on the biggest stage, and you're getting close to accomplishing a season worth of work and passion, it's more of a sign from the gods, more than anything. Oh, it's like it's like it's like a it's like a the the, the bounces aren't going our way. The, the baseball gods have decided that it's not your. The time. football gods are yeah. deciding it's not your time. If you're running off the sidelines and you blow your Achilles. And I don't know if anybody on our air or anybody anywhere, if you're not inside the room, you really don't know. And a lot of times you don't hear the true story. But there was a lot of talk about this spongy practice field. And if you know anything about tearing an Achilles, it's a bunch of micro, micro tears before it goes. And I wonder if them practicing on that spongy field all week in Vegas was, you, you, when you talk about... The, I didn't even think of that. And that's you talk just, about that's the a whole new level Achilles and how, how maybe there's strain on the the calf and the Achilles because you're playing on a spongy field that they were complaining about, and then they kind of, from a publicity standpoint, go, oh, "This is a good look. Let's not talk about it anymore." But I wonder if that's a factor because you just don't run off the sidelines, slip, and when you know about the Achilles, it just doesn't tear. Yeah. it's a bunch of micro tears, micro tears, micro fractures. It builds up, almost. it builds up, builds up, and then it just can't take it yeah. anymore because it's frayed. And then it went. So I wonder if practicing on that had something to do with it. But back to your initial point, like you got you got to flush that on the biggest stage in front of everybody and go out win a championship. Where like when Jermaine broke his leg on a foul ball off his shin, for those of you who didn't see it, like he he like crushed it. Like he like he barreled up the baseball off his shin. We we hung up his jersey in the dugout in New York for Game Five, and we're trying to win a series. When when one of our emotional leaders, one of our one of our good friends got hurt. That's, that's not easy, man. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Sam Lubman here with FP Santangelo here on the Morning Rose. No Bonte and Shasky today. Bonte will be back tomorrow. Shasky's going to be out for a little bit as well, uh, dealing with some personal stuff. He is okay, though. Um, he'll be back in a little bit. Uh, the big question we're kind of getting into right here in the 7 o'clock hour is, it's simple. Should the Niners just run it back with the group they have right now? Um, we've been talking a little bit about Brandon Ayuk, kind of his future, and Peter King joined uh, Willard and Dibbs yesterday, and uh, basically said that, you know, I won't replay the clip here, but I'll paraphrase what Peter King said, which was, you know, if you're trying to get a deal with Brandon Ayuk, I think part of it is you you entice him by saying we're going to run it back with this group, 
And is that the right choice? Should the Niners just run it back with this group? Uh, we want to hear from you guys, the listeners. Uh, I want to start with, uh, oh, we got some great callers on the line. One of my favorite callers to uh, call in, because FP, all these callers we have on the line, like usually I'm talking to them. I screen all the callers, everybody who's ever been on the morning roast. I've talked to all of them first. Uh, most of the callers, you know, they're fun to talk with. Some of them less so. There's a lot of callers, though, that when I, when I see them calling in, I get very excited. Here's one of them. It's uh, Horace in Texas. Uh, Horace, how are you feeling about this Niners team? Are we running it back? What are we worrying about? Uh, what's going on, Horace? Hey, first of all, guys, I want to tell you, you're doing a great job. You know, Thank you, Horace. Uh, I don't look at you as substitutes, man. You're, you're the real deal, too. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate that, Horace. Yeah. But here you go. Uh, uh, from a roster standpoint, I mean, uh, yeah, you, you got to run it back, man. You, you have to run it back for a couple of reasons. Uh, yeah, of course, you may have to make an adjustment here, adjustment there. Somebody gets injured, you got to replace them. I, I get that part. But overall, you got to run it back because when I saw that Super Bowl, you know what I really saw? Yeah, we, you, you, there's plenty of blame to go around, plenty, plenty of finger pointing and everything you can do. You can point it to this person, point it to that person, Shanahan, whoever. But here's the deal. What I saw in that game, I saw two very, very, very good teams both trying to give it away to the other team. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about it, this is a 49ers station, and, you know, we're talking about what the 49ers did, what they didn't do. But when you look on the other side, Kansas City didn't play that great of a game either. No, honestly, I thought for the first 55 minutes of that game, they they played – like they they did not play great for the first fifty five minutes of that game. It was, you, you both you guys, there's this thing called nerves in big games, and when you're playing on the biggest stage, I don't care how many times you've been there, you're going to be nervous. And when you haven't played in two weeks and you've talked about it for two weeks, now all of a sudden you're playing a game to determine your future. Those guys, they played tight. Both teams played tight, especially the Chiefs in the first half. So we could say this team didn't play good, this team didn't play good. There, there was just a little bit at stake in that game. So, like, no matter if you're Mahomes, no matter who you are, no matter how many times you get there, there's, there's, there's pterodactyls in your stomach, not butterflies. <laughs> uh, that's kind of how I'm feeling yeah. right now. And that's, yeah, and that's all the reason to run it back, you know, because you had them. You, 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 just, you just didn't take advantage of the opportunities they were giving you. But you had it. You got to run it back. And here's another thing, too. When you, when you, when you got, um, when you, you, one thing I disagree with you guys, when you said that you, uh, you got to be obsessed with Mahomes, with beating Mahomes, I think that's the wrong way to go because when you get obsessed with somebody like that, they're in your head. And if you get so obsessed with beating them, you may not make it to them. Remember when the Houston Rockets a few years ago, they were all year, we're built to beat the Warriors. We're built to beat the Warriors. We're built to beat the Warriors. And what happened? They almost didn't make it to the Warriors. But then when they got their wish, guess what? They couldn't beat them because the Warriors mm -hmm. were so in their head. <laughs> I agree with you, Horace. Good point. Thank you very much for your call there. Um, I, I, I do like what Horace is saying there. And I'm going to kind of uh, agree with him in that sense in that, yeah, I think if you're the Niners, you like I said, did you do the Niners have a big game problem? Or they have a Patrick Mahomes problem. I really do think they just have a Patrick Mahomes problem uh, because we have we have no way of knowing how they would go against the AFC's best in the biggest stage because they haven't had that chance. Um, you know, we we have this conversation, you know, about Brock Purdy whether he's good enough to to lead the 49ers, whether he is that guy. Uh, is he Joe Montana? Is he Steve Young? Is he is he this guy? Is he that guy? Um, I've always been very high on Brock Purdy. Uh, I just remember that the, the throw he made to uh, it was Chris McCaffrey in that Bucks game last year. Um, it was his first start. He just uncorks this just absolute just forty yard pearl, and 
I was like, oh, they got this guy. They, they got a guy here. They got something here. That was when the, the crowd's going pretty, pretty, pretty. And like, I'm in the press box hearing this. I got goosebumps. Like, there's, there's no way I'm watching this kind of story unfold in front of me when the greatest quarterback of all time is standing on the opposite sideline and Tom Brady. Like, seeing all this play out, like, I became a believer in Brock Purdy. But I'm also going to be honest about Brock Purdy in that I don't think he's ever going to be a, a top five quarterback. Like right now, I would say the top five quarterbacks in, in the NFL right now is obviously Mahomes, large gap, and then you got in no particular order, you know, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. I'm even going to throw C.J. Stroud up in there right now just because of how good he was his rookie year. There's probably some prove-it aspects that he has going into his sophomore season. We'll, you know, we'll see how that plays out this year. But I don't see Brock as ever being a guy who's going to be considered a top five quarterback in the NFL. But I do think he is going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFC for the next few years, because we look around at the competition of quarterbacks in the NFC, you know, Jordan Love, he looks like he's going to be a guy who's going to have the Packers in it for a while. Jared Goff, as as good as he is, uh, I like to root for Jared Goff because I played against him in high school, so I feel good about myself when when he has success. <laughs> um, you know, he he crushed us when he played us, so, you know, it, it, feel, it stings a little bit less when I see him beat other teams. Um, Baker Mayfield, good. I don't know if I would put him at, like, you know, elite tier in the NFC status quite yet. Jalen Hurts, he's obviously good in Philadelphia. Philly's got a lot of questions, though. Dak finished higher than Brock in the MVP vote. I disagree with that. I don't see Dak as being a championship threat quarterback at all. If I'm the Niners, yeah, I'm focusing on your own team because you have a quarterback who I believe year in and year out, at least next year for sure, and for as long as he is running things in San Francisco— he could have you in a position to play for a Super Bowl every year. And the whole thing is like, he's never going to be good as Mahomes. He's never be good as Josh Allen. That's fine. But here's the thing. He may not be better than the top five quarterbacks in the AFC. He doesn't have to be better than all five of those quarterbacks. He only needs to be better than one of those quarterbacks for one day of the year. Outside of that, just be the best quarterback you could be in the NFC. That's why I would be very bullish on with the Niners running it back is because when you have a quarterback, you have a chance. And for the first time in a long time, 49ers, they have their quarterback. Jeff Garcia, he had a good run. Colin Kaepernick was kind of a, I don't want, he was around a little bit too long to be a flash in the pan, but he didn't stick around long term. Jimmy Garoppolo, there was obviously a very hard ceiling there that the Niners couldn't get over with him. But with Brock Purdy, I feel confident with this unit running it back with him, simply because of him, he has shown an adept ability to run this team, get them where they need to be. And he's only going to get better next year because last year he was too busy on he was too busy worrying about his elbow. All offseason FP, he's going to be buried in that playbook, getting much more experience at running this offense. And I just I love where that that puts the Niners going into next year. I mean, just, uh, when you talk about stats this year, he, he he was number one in so many categories. So if you're talking about top five quarterback, I think he's already at top five quarterback. Uh, if you're talking about like talent wise and punt, call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois passing kick and arm strength and you know evaluating spin rate and all that stuff probably probably not going to wow you. Brock Purdy's the kind of player, the kind of football player, you know, for lack of a better term because I think he is a football player, meaning that he's he's a gamer is not going to wow you if you watch him play one game. Brock Purdy's not a guy that's going to wow you necessarily if you just watch some highlights. But if you watch him over the course of a 17-game season and how he creates, how he extends plays, how he keeps his eyes downfield, how accurate he is on the run outside the pocket, uh, now all of a sudden adding the scrambling and his legs to it, which I think has always been there. He's sneaky fast. I think he has a chance to be a top-five quarterback. So when you talk about his passer rating this year, um, and in all the stats and yards per attempt, he was number one in so many categories, and I, I can't remember him off the top of my head. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I can. So I, I, I believe in Brock Purdy. I think he's only going to get better. I think his arm's going to get stronger because you're, you're dealing with a, a, a major surgery where I think his arm fluctuated this year. I think there was good days and bad days with, with his elbow. And some days he could really let it rip and spin it. Some days it came out weird, whether it was the weather, whether it was... So I, I'm a big believer in Brock Purdy, and, and, and I think he's only going to get better with time, with, with confidence, with experience. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that he has the intangibles off the chart like a Patrick Mahomes, but who does? But Patrick Mahomes is a perfect marriage. I of, think it's unfair to compare anybody to Patrick Mahomes right now. Yeah, like, but I, I'm just saying, like from a winning standpoint, from a from a winner and what it takes to win, like that guy's next level. Not just in talent, yeah, and what he can do, but just the belief in himself that he can beat you in any way with whoever he's got on his team. Yeah, no, I know we've had. I that's interesting you say about the the intangibles there because I'm kind of on the opposite sense. I think his intangibles are some of his greatest strengths, just in terms of how he comports himself on the field, his ability to process in real time. We have Brian Baldinger all on, on this show every week uh, during the NFL season, and he would rave week in and week out about those intangibles that Brock has, his ability, those processing abilities he has, the ability to effectively run this offense. And what gets me excited is, as he gets smarter and smarter as a player, those intangibles, I think, are going to show more and more and then when he kind of gets a, a feeling of how to better use his body on the field too, as he gets stronger as a quarterback as well, like I, this is a conversation I had with Shasky. Why can't Brock get better? Like, do we really think this is Brock's ceiling? I don't think so. He's 24 years old. Like FP, is it uncommon for guys who are 24 to still get better as they age deeper into their twenties? I mean, I, I see why I don't see why not. Um, I am curious though, as to what our uh, listeners are feeling right now. I uh, want to go to the coach in Los Altos. He wants to run it back with a change or two. Coach, how you doing, man? Hey, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, it's always nice to talk to you guys. Um, I hope Shasky's okay. And 
Um, and FP, you're, you're always been one of my favorites. So, uh, great to talk to you guys. Um, uh, yeah, I was at the game with my two, two of my sons and, uh, it was devastating. I mean, we were nine rows from the field and it was right down by the end zone, right where they scored the winning touchdown. Um, and I'm, and I'm not going to rehash the missed holding calls that were, uh, incredible. Um, you know, the officiating is what it is. Uh, I, that's not the reason we lost. We lost because of a couple of reasons. One is, um, obviously Patrick Mahomes and, um, and, and I think that running it back with this crew is sort of the definition of insanity. I think you're going to get the same result unless you make some changes. And so there's a few changes, by the way, Sam, I completely agree with your comment about Greenlaw. Greenlaw was shutting Kelsey down before he went down. I mean, shutting him down. So uh, I think we need to do a few things and here's, here's what I would do probably in order. Number one I, is I'd go get, um, uh, Al Shahid, I, I pronounce his, his name wrong, but I would bring back our linebacker. Um, I think he's on the Titans. I would bring him back to, uh, and he wants to come back um, in into that middle uh, middle layer um, of, of the defense. I would also go after Patrick Sertain from the Broncos, and I would even, and this is, you know, this is probably heresy to some people. I'd probably even consider trading Brandon Ayuk. Um, you know, and certain and, and maybe a second round pick or something, but we need another shutdown corner. And I think if we had Ward and certain on the corners and Demo in the slot, I think we'd have uh, a real shutdown defense because I'll tell you at the game at the Super Bowl, our, our receivers weren't getting the separation they normally get because uh, the chiefs DBs were so good. So I, I think that's, that's the second thing I would do on D and then on offense, I don't know why we've been so um, uh, reluctant to draft or trade for free agent linemen, offensive linemen. You know, Trent Williams makes all the difference. But the other side, I mean, I still think we could have won that game if Burford would have just blocked Chris Jones, given Brock one extra second, because they had both Juwan Jennings open in the for the first down and they had Ayuk open for the touchdown but he had no time no that's that's a good point coach and it's just a lot to get in there too I love I some very creative ideas there I want to start with the Dre Greenlaw aspect though because I do think if your terms of running it back obviously you're not gonna be able to run it back exactly the same because you're not gonna have Dre available next year you know he the Achilles is out I there's I've seen you know people say that maybe he could be back late in the year or whatnot if I'm the 49ers, I am operating under the assumption that Dre Greenlaw will not be suiting up for you in any game at all whatsoever next season from, you know, day one of training camp all the way to the end of the year. You have zero Dre Greenlaw next year. You need to find someone to fill that void. I don't know if you fill that in the draft or I kind of like the co- coach's uh, idea there of going out and finding Aziz Al-Shair. Um, He had a one-year deal with the Titans, so he will be available. You guy, he knows your defensive system. Uh, we'll see what your D coordinator looks like next year. Um, but he's guys familiar with the guys in the building. He's familiar with the system. He knows what he needs to do. That's a solid, uh, that's a solid option there. Um, but yeah, the, the hardest part there is going to be replacing Dre Greenlaw. I don't even know if you just do that in the draft either. Uh, I don't know what, how, how much does the absence of Dre Greenlaw impact in terms of just what this Niners team will look like next year, FP? I mean, it's from a heart and soul standpoint, a lot. And yeah. from a talent standpoint and a physicality standpoint, a lot. 
Like Drake Greenlaw isn't just a great linebacker. He he's trying to like kill you mm-hmm. on every hit. Yeah. He's old school, man. I mean, if we watch Phil or Ronnie Lott right now, Ronnie Lott would be suspended every week. <laughs> I mean, the the game was different. Even watching that uh, Patriots documentary last year and watching Cox and some of the linebackers for the Pats back in the day and how physical the game was. Like Drake Greenlaw's old school. I mean, that's why he gets hurt so much, because he just throws his body around like a crash test dummy mm-hmm. for three, oh, he's, he's three, three hours every Sunday. So, yeah, I, I don't know how you replace him. Uh, I don't think you do replace him. Uh, I, Sam, I'm the kind of guy that I, I can't wrap my head around next year yet. We've been talking about next year a lot. That's true. It's hard for me I know, to get especially there. especially so fresh. I mean, yeah. we've been doing it. We've been having fun with it. You're doing a fantastic job hosting the show for your first time ever. But, like, it's, it's hard for me... Like as a, as an athlete, you work your whole life to be in the present, and it's so hard because you're worried about the last game and you're thinking about next year and all the great ones. Whether it's Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, they all live in the moment, right? Yeah. Right now, every single forty nine, not one of them's thinking about next year. They're all on the beach. Did you see, like yeah. with well, Check and Kittle and the wives, they're all somewhere in Mexico on the beach. They're 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 just they're decompartment. They're just unplugging right now. For the best, they're decompressing. Uh, they're, they're 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 nobody's thinking about next year. As a fan, maybe I still have too much athlete in me, but I haven't even got to thinking about. Ne- I mean, you're triggering me to think about next year because we're doing, and the fans are, and we're excited about it. But like, dude, I'm not there yet. Yeah, I'm but- more, I'm more of spring training. The Warriors are winning eighty out of ten. Mentally, am I having trouble letting go of the toughest loss maybe we've all experienced? Yeah. But it's hard for me to think about Dre Greenlaw and the defense and what they need to do. I guess when training camp starts, I'll start to lock back into the 49ers. But right now, like as a fan, and I'm saying this with all due respect to every fan out there, I'm trying to close the book on these guys. Yeah. I'm trying to like get through my own grieving process of a tough loss right now. So for me to like really dive deep into Ayuk and this and that next year, like I, I'm having fun with this. Don't get me wrong. But like if it's up to me, I kind of want to like put that in a Tupperware, seal it, put it in the freezer, and when the training camp starts next year, then start to think about it. Or like hot stovey stuff when you're the dog days of July and August when maybe the Giants aren't doing as well or your team's not doing as well. But like right now, I'm having trouble like getting toward next year. I know, year. and that's just but that's just the nature of of, of football. It's, or it's, sports it's a, talk. Like this a, is great sports yeah. talk. But like, yeah, it's hard for me as a fan to get there. I guess the way I look at it is just they—they they, they are so close, and when you feel so close, it's just like I want to just get back on that horse and get right back out there and and get there again. As as a fan, that's just my my mindset with how close they were, and it's just like I just hate like. When you're this close, I hate to see it let it let it slip away. I just remember when with the Harbaugh Niners and how close they got to winning, and when they fell short, and then it slipped away. It just it hurt the way it slipped away and how fast it slipped away. And I don't know, maybe it was just part of me. I just I just don't want them to lose that momentum that they've been building up these last four from, years. From like a sports psychology standpoint, yeah. you're trying to fix the loss right now by talking about tweaking the lo- roster for next year so that they can win the last game. But I'm I'm sick. Do you guys ever watch ESPN Classics and you know the outcome of the game, but you're thinking it's going to change the way you want it to change? Mm-hmm. So like, it's, say it's a bowl game from wherever, or it's your team in the Super Bowl, and you watch the replay and you're sitting there going, you know the outcome, mm-hmm. you know how it's going to end, but for some reason you're thinking, I don't know if it's a it's a it's a mind trick. Uh, this, this time they won't call the PI against yeah. Miami in the and end you're zone. Th- yeah, you're thinking it's going to, yeah. The that's, State, that's the one I got to go Fiesta to. Yeah. I was there. I, I was there. Oh. I was in the stands for that. Oh, I saw man. the fireworks go off and the hurricanes run on the field and the confetti fall. 
And then everybody go, what's going on? And my buddy who was an Ohio State fan is like, there's a flag in the end zone. I'm like, wait, what? Worst call ever, by the way. Anyway, uh, how do you make a call? Don't, anyway. don't, why would you pick that we, we, scab? That's a, I you know. just pick that scab. I know. Right you talk about painful losses. Um, Let's go to Doug and Berkeley. We've got a couple minutes for the injury report here, so let's rat tat these calls. Doug and Berkeley. Uh, how are we feeling about Brock? How are we feeling about running it back with his Niners team? Hey, guys. Uh, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, I got a few thoughts. Um, a few thoughts. One real quick uh, about Mahomes. Um, he really matured this year. With all the adversity, the drop balls, he, he never blew his cool except for that, that call the official made. I got to give him a lot of credit. He's maturing beyond his just talent. That's all I got to say about him. He's maturing as a leader. With regard to uh, Brock, I totally disagree that he's not top five, or he will, will never be top five. He's already done more in two seasons than all those other guys that you named. Okay, stop putting, you know, he's shade done more on than Patrick Mahomes. Okay, yeah, no, not Mahomes. Mahomes okay. is in his own class, but he, he's but done more than all the other guys in the NFC that you named already in just two years. He's actually done it. In the Some of the guys have more talent. Some of the guys have more talent. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Like you said, he's only 24. Um, th- what, I would, what I would say about running it back or not running it back, 19 to 19 against Mahomes in regulation. We don't need wholesale changes. I, 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 all the turmoil with the defense, the defensive coordinator, Still got to the Super Bowl 1919 in regulation. Uh, I would get Bosa to play up to his contract. That would be a good start. And I would get Kyle Shanahan, who's a great offensive mind, to look at that game and look at how Spagnola outplayed him on every key play. That's a good point. Good point on Nick Bosa. I remember FP. Uh, I think you were you were when you were in with Bonte. You kind of mentioned how when guys miss training camp like Bosa did. Uh, that that can make you feel like you're just behind the eight ball all year long, like you're constantly playing catch-up, and how difficult that can be to f- be in that position all year long. Um, Bosa, obviously, in that position, he even mentioned that the holdout kind of affected his performance a little bit uh, after the Super Bowl. I mean, no one wants to hear that, but getting a full year and full training camp out of him, I think, will definitely make a massive difference for the 49ers on the defensive line. Uh, I want to go to Vinny and Martinez. Vinny, are we running it back, or are we making wholesale changes here? Oh, we have to run it back. I mean, we, we have no choice. Uh, this That's what we said we were doing this past year. So, we most definitely. Um, you know, here here's the thing. And I, the last caller, Doug, I believe, uh, Love, love that because I, I believe it's true. Purdy is, Purdy is every bit of uh, going to be, should be uh, a, fi- a top five. The problem is, is that Purdy does not get utilized properly. He doesn't get utilized properly because he's a run and gun type of mentality. That's what he did first five, six games when he came in with us, it came in and started playing, he was running rollouts. We were doing two rollouts where we ran uh, kill up front, Ayuk behind him. Um, stop doing it. Just stop doing it. And, and if you're going to go back and, and actually ask yourself, how did we win Detroit? We won Detroit because he got out, he pushed, he was doing 25, 30 yards up the middle, 
he was doing everything that Mahomes did on us at the end of uh, the Super Bowl. So why, 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 weren't, why weren't we doing that? And that's the, that's the biggest problem, not letting him run. Yeah, it's a good point there. Uh, thank you very much, Vinny. It's a good point because he's undersized as a quarterback. And when yeah. you stand in the pocket and you got six, eight guys, it, sometimes you don't see your receivers, and it's all based on timing. And when the timing's off, you, it doesn't look right. Yeah, I did. That's. I that's think the, the reason we winded uh, against the Lions was because you know he he came back in the second half and had a great game. Yeah, he just he, he dialed in when he needs to. That's what we quarterbacks do. We wanted that game. Really quick before the injury report, Laura in Mill Valley. Are we running it back, Laura, or are we blowing it up and starting all over from scratch? You know what? I think we have to run it back, and there may be some some changes. I think people with uh, better pay grades than me can can do that uh, trading next year. Um, I just love Brock Purdy. I love his composure. I love his tenacity. Um, you know, I think it's seconds and inches, and had we won that game, I think we'd be having such a different conversation. Um, we aren't complete losers when we lose and blow up the entire team, right? And um, I think it just re- reminds me of when um, in basketball when Giannis was asked, right, are you a failure because you um, didn't take the whole trophy, right? We're not failures. I don't think we need to blow up everything. I think that Brock Purdy, I love as a 24-year-old man, um, he puts faith and faithful and his level of composure and not, you know, he was playing Taylor Swift, not just, he had a lot of forces out there that, um, and media. I am just really proud of our team. I'm really proud of Brock Purdy. It's a tough loss, but I'm still with him um, through thick and thin, win or loss. And uh, I believe him in the long run. He, he could easily be the top five, and uh, the best is yet to come. He's a young man and, and just a really smart football player in my mind. Love it. Great stuff, That Laura. catch that Taylor Swift made over the middle was awesome. Oh, like in traffic when she got jacked. I really <laughs> thought that the pressure she was putting on Brock too off the edge. The fact no, she was playing I, basically both ways. I know, I, know, I know what she's saying, though. Yeah. There, no, no, there, it was, was, a the lot, T-Swift there was a lot going on there. She does, uh, she does bring that aura and energy, or the zone, as Tony in Oakland likes to put it. Um, let's get to the injury report, though. In just a moment, we will get to the injury report, which is brought to you by Boxer and Gerson. There it is. It's time for the injury report. It really hurts. Brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. Alex Cobb is slowly working his way back to full health. Susan Slusser, FP's good friend, uh, reported that Cobb had a pair of throwing sessions off a mound this week, one on Sunday and another that took place yesterday on Tuesday. Uh, Cobb only threw fastballs in both bullpen sessions and felt great afterwards. Uh, Cobb is recovering from off-season hip surgery that is expected to sideline him through at least the first month of the season. That is the injury report, which is brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. What's coming up on the game is brought to you by Fremont Benton, full-service banking, no compromises, your phone calls. Niners, are they running it back? Brock Purdy, will he be a top-five quarterback? That and more on the other side. It's Sam Lumman, it's FP Santangelo in the morning gross on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.